When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Turner Sparks and Sir Michael Ira Kaplan are on a quest to explore every town in America through the eyes of the scumbags, scoundrels, and world touring comedians who grew up there. Who knows what they'll find out? This is Lost in America. What up, everybody? How's it going? Thank you, thank you. What's up? Cap? I love that my wife is blocking, trying to keep me from performing here. Still, <laughs> still blocking. Still, she moved over just a little. Oh, give cool. it a little nudge. All right. So that nice. I'll... How's it going? It's uh, it's going. Isn't it's going. he way skinnier than it... he used to be? I am. I, I it... bought him this shirt last year for this podcast. Pre heart attack, you and bought now it. Now it fits. You made it happen. You willed it. And now I think I could take credit. See, that's the thing. All year, the whole year, people every time they see me, they say you look great. You which, do. which makes you feel awkward though because I didn't like when you do go on a diet and you lose a lot of weight by trying really hard sure. you really want to hear that you look great yeah that's the whole point but when you had a heart attack it's like you feel guilty because there are people who are actually dieting like sometimes I ran into some, I was at the coffee shop one day and a regular and somebody said to me I haven't you look like you lost a lot of weight what's your secret and then I was, I had a moment. I was like, do I make up a diet, Atkins, paleo, something? Or do I tell, because it was really, she was just a friendly barista. It, it was like. So you do, you write it down and you say, don't, I, I can't tell anyone else's secret. Look at it when I leave. <laughs> and it just says, I had a heart attack. Yeah. I, I keep eating pork. That's what I should have done because instead I, of course, told her and then it was just really awkward. And then I Listen, life's full of loopholes. <laughs> yeah. And someone's going to take advantage of them. It might as well be you. All right. That's uh, what I that's have to say. Whatever. <laughs> so, Kat, um, you're, this is really far. Should yeah, I forgot. Does I was supposed to move weird? the... We did a whole dress thing where I was supposed to move the chair over, but... Um, so we wanna, I want to talk about your uh, kids. Oh, yeah. Before the heart attack, that's what all I talked about, so it's good to... Well, return. you were telling me the other day that Teddy, is, uh, Teddy and Ruby Kaplan are... What are the ages? How old? What are the ages? Yeah, clap, Grandma. <laughs> Seven and five. Good job. <laughs> seven and five. And, Teddy is um, seven, and he's going. He's in second grade. Ruby's five. And what's going on with Teddy? You were, you were telling me something. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting bullied. Yeah, the bullies exist in 2020 in New York City. Can you believe this, people? Your niece is getting bullied. Yeah. It's a bummer. <laughs> Fifth grade. All right. Well, I that, got. That seems more realistic. Fifth grade, though. Like I didn't know second grade this could start. So that's why that's why I'm totally lost because then and they say to him this kid says he he talked like a girl which I didn't think was allowed in 2020 to say. <laughs> kid, Listen, there's I no rules. The in second grade. I'm totally lost here. I don't know what to tell him. I don't know what to. So so you you got some help? I understand. Yeah. So what I did is maybe this will help you. So I printed out. I went on uh, kidshealth.com. <laughs> Wait, if you don't have children, you go on that website. Doesn't that go right to like? 
uh, you're, the, the pedophile police are coming tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, pedophile yeah, police. Your get burned. Go home and turn the computer, throw it in the Reese River. Just now. Uh, pedophile police and ICE. And, uh, <laughs> yes. They're arresting it's, me and kicking me out all at the same time. Yeah. Kidshealth.com. <laughs> Great site. Uh, advice for parents to give kids dealing with bullies. Okay. I'm gonna the phone s- likes it. Make some notes Number here. one advice. First of all, identify the bully. That's advice? That's advice. Like, it says, most kids have been teased by a sibling or a friend at some point, and usually it's uh, not harmful. It's done playfully. This is like <laughs> denying the victim immediately, like questioning their story. Or is it saying that you could have so many bullies that you... No, don't... it's saying your kid's probably not getting... I don't know. Yeah, that's not good advice. Yeah, no, I disagree. Because I, I'm, I'm a, is, parent, is Ruby? Is your daughter? Is is she the bully? We didn't. Say, <laughs> she is your she, five-year-old daughter bullying a seven-year-old. We didn't say who the bully was. She kind of, she will be a bully one day. God. But but that's you're supposed to raise strong women. That's like the, what you're, you're told now. Right. So you're supposed women. to want your daughter to be a bully. Like you're supposed to be proud of that. You're supposed to post things on Facebook all about it. Yeah. Example, proud of my young bully. <laughs> like, yeah, you go. Bumper yeah. stickers? Bumper stickers. On the back of cars? It's a whole different world when you're raising a daughter. But that's my next, son that's was the an next podcast. Student, my daughter's a bully. Exactly. But no, uh, my son's being bullied by a boy. A Dox him. Let's say his name. No, we're not doxing him. <laughs> All right. Here's the, number, here's the first actual piece of advice. Okay. I don't know. Avoid the bully and use the buddy system. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? What is the buddy system? Because I understand the buddy system when you go like on a trip. Like you have a buddy so you don't get lost. Yeah, or That's swimming. Sc- or swim. What is it? Right? It's more for swimming. Oh, so you don't drown? Is it what backpacking around Europe? <laughs> yeah, no. What kind of buddy system? No, you go on a field trip. You have a buddy, and it, it absolves the teacher of responsibility if she loses them. Oh. Because you're like, you're with your buddy. Everyone's check. Well, is this good about use it? It says use a different bat. Jesus, this, <laughs> this is. Use a different what? Use a different bathroom if a bully is nearby. And don't go to your locker when there, when there is nobody around. This sounds like prison. <laughs> This is advice for getting bullied in prison. Not Did you ever get stuffed in a locker? No, you ever come on. Uh, we didn't have lockers. Yeah. It's California, you just uh, bring you your stuff lockers? home. Oh, no, I think I did once, but you got I didn't get fit because that was pre-heart attack. But That's here too. It says don't fit in the locker. <laughs> yeah. Number yeah. three. So Teddy, this is you. Teddy doesn't have lockers yet. And I think they only have like one bathroom that I had to go to at this age. I don't think they have choices, options. It's a gender neutral? What do you mean? Uh, no, I don't actually know because when I'm in the school, like, I was there over the weekend for basketball and I try to use the bathroom and that's a big no-no. You can't use a kid's bathroom. So I've never... Well, now, been, yeah, now you're getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting arrested. <laughs> so yeah. you have to hold it if you're a parent at a school. So yeah, I don't... I, I'll make a note though. Tell them that. No, my question is, do you agree with this or not? I don't think that's cutting to the problem yet. I, I still... Unless... Yeah, unless he finds a friend... We who, have teachers in the audience, right? Yeah. No. Is that bad advice? Finding another Avoid bathroom. them and don't go to the locker by yourself. <laughs> don't go to the locker. Oh, avoiding is step one. But how Kaplan, do you avoid a kid who's in your class? The teacher says avoiding is step one. Maybe she, she says maybe brush it off. All right, here's number two. Number two thing to do. Hold in the anger. <laughs> Are they, they're, trying to create, they're trying to create a school shooter? Like what? <laughs> Hold it in till it volcanoes over. It's <laughs> all a rage shoot up. <laughs> it's, it's natural to get upset by the bully, but that's what bullies thrive on. Oh, this that is, is what I used to thrive. That's what Ruby will thrive on. Yeah. She's gonna, I mean, I told him to, to do the whole "I know you are, but what am I?" thing. Try to trip him up. <laughs> what is this? The eighties? Yeah, the eighties. Well, I yeah. That's hack bullying. Hack bullying. I don't have... Yeah, that's why I came to you. Hold the anger. No. I sent him to karate. I want him to learn how to fight back. Oh! uh, Punch him. Just because you you, you punch a bully, I think, and they they back down. All right. The the audience likes karate. They like karate. The audience is (laughs) not on the list. Um, Bonus. What's, what's it, what else they got? Anything else? Well, let me read the rest. Of this. Uh, so the, it's natural for the bully to get upset, but what bo- that's what bullies thrive on. Make them feel, it makes them feel more powerful. Practice not crying mm. <laughs> or, or looking red or upset. <laughs> this is ch- kidshealth.com. <laughs> kidshealth.com. It seemed like a legitimate news source. <laughs> 
Practice not crying. I think what it's implying is that you need to bully your kid. I need to, to train him. Like, in the in off my, season. In the off season, like in the summer? Yes. Like get under his skin. Three try to make, months. Don't cry. Don't yeah. shed a tear. Don't. I mean, that is good advice, I guess, because crying is the worst thing you can do, right? Yeah. I have never, I, I wasn't a bully. <laughs> Even at the Jewish day school, I was the top dog. I wasn't bullying anybody, but, <laughs> but, but, but I will, I will try. He's a sensitive kid though, so I don't know if that's going to work, but I'll try to. All right. Number four, number three, sorry. Act brave, walk away and ignore the bully. He, that got booze. Yeah. Oh, he said it. <laughs> Firmly and clearly tell the bully to stop, then walk away. Practice ways to ignore the hurtful remark. Ignore the hurtful remarks. None of this is uh, addressing the problem head on, except for karate. Like karate, you said. yeah. All, All right. this is just kind of wussing out. Yeah, I think if the kid kicks you in the shin, you just put you put one punch. Soccer punch. So, one soccer punch. Yeah, you do it when they're not ready. Sucker punch says your uncle. Yeah, because you know my kids that's are. That's what we did in the old days. That's right? what we did, right? We uh, sucker punched Brooklyn, him, so. or with karate, sucker kick him. All right, cap. That's that's the move because he my he, my kids are little. If anyone didn't guess, by based on our heights, so they're not. They got an element of surprise. That's the key. Is that a, that next one element of surprise? Uh, the last thing to do says tell an adult, which that never works. So. Tattletale never just works. Just karate. Kick you don't want to raise tattletales. All right, that's all we got time for, Kaplan. We got to get to the show, you guys. We're done. Hopefully that helps. <laughs> <laughs> what do we solve? All right, you guys. We have a fantastic show for you guys tonight. Um, we're gonna have comedians coming up here doing some stand-up comedy. Then they're gonna stick around and we're gonna. Talk to them about the towns they grew up in across the United States of America. How does that sound? We need this table. Come on. We need everybody. There's 13 people in here. We need everybody clapping. We're going to start over here because I didn't see this table. Here we go. You got it. We're going to do that once again. We're going to get everybody. We, we got all these comedians. They're going to be fantastic. How does that sound? Round of applause for everybody. We need everybody. Put your hands together for the hilarious Usama City Games. Everybody, I'll go on this one. What? Ah, so Kaplan, what? give him the news. Wow, that was amazing. I never knew that was my dad. You were talking to. I found a whole lost story that he oh, apparently yeah. was yeah. beaten up every day. Your dad is <laughs> a very uh, unhinged <laughs> human being. <laughs> football player was just punching him in the head in the middle of class. God, I'm gonna tell Teddy to toughen up. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had a real conversation? I don't think anyone really has a real conversation with their dad ever. No. You know I, now I knew that. I didn't I know this until this moment. Never had a real dad. conversation. He seems okay about it, though. I don't yeah. think he was, there was not that much trauma. <laughs> As you said, it was the 50s. It was different. <laughs> yeah, it was the 50s. <laughs> so what was it? I, w- I was watching your set about growing up. Like, What was it like going over to, growing up in Plano, Texas? First yeah. of all, you're from Plano, Texas. We haven't said yes. that yet. Yes, Plano, Texas. Okay. Yeah? Whoa. Oh, shit. Okay, you've heard you of just it. Have heard of it. It's the Allentown of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody gives a fart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, this also this also proves that no one listened to our podcast three weeks ago because we had him on talking for an hour about Plano, Texas. No one li- they're they're saving it. They're gonna listen to it. Yes. Yeah. So, what was it like? Right, we're gonna we got quite. We'll ask the questions, everybody. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> Wait, you, you guys didn't see Plano, Texas, and then immediately click that didn't like. <laughs> You didn't care about the worst city in the world? <laughs> hey, that's cares. Allentown, Pennsylvania. We uh-huh, won that uh-huh, one year. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what was it like going like growing up with immigrant parents and then going over to the like white Plano kids' houses in uh, junior high school? Well, the one thing was, I, the one thing that freaked me out when we were growing up, the first time I realized that white people and we were different, was I walked in, my friend Danny Lazar, mm, he was up. like, I walked in, and we were going to play Zelda that day, right? I walk in, I'm like, hey, Danny, what's up? He's like, Hey man, come on in. I walk in, right? And he keeps walking. He keeps walking back, and I'm like taking my shoes off, and he's like, <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah, don't worry about it. I've never seen that. Was it carpet? It was carpet. I mean, Why don't y'all take your shoes off in the house? That's a hate crime. <laughs> right, I, I, Ecuadorians do. To, n- 
to well, not take your house. I, so uh, people with uh, some people had wood floors. That's yeah. fine, right? No, it was a, it was a carpet floor. Yeah, that's I don't I can't I can't speak yeah. for Danny Lazar. No, I don't agree with that either. Can you guys clap it up if you wear your shoes in the house? Well, now you wouldn't because yeah. we demonized it for 13 well, seconds. Well, you know what? I think I think no one does. I think no one does it anymore, right? Is this a, is this a Danny Lazar problem? or not? Okay, I No, I think that immigrant okay. families have... Uh, this is a positive contribution sure. to the United States of America. <laughs> this is the one. This is the one positive yeah, yeah. Sure. is that no one <laughs> wears shoes inside anymore. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Yeah. And then uh, he didn't wash his hands. Is that a thing, too? Oh, okay. yeah, we don't. We don't. That's American. We do not wash our hands. We do that proudly. So, Osama, we have some... Um, here's what we did, because we had you on a couple weeks ago. So we've literally talked about every, anything and everything Plano sure. for an hour. And so what I, I couldn't think of any more questions. So what I did is I went to Google. Okay. And did you know that if you just type in the name of any town in America, Google will give you questions? Yeah. <laughs> It will just give you questions to ask about that town. So now, we don't have to prepare for this podcast ever again. We just type in a town name. So here's, so I want to read to you the questions from Google, that Google has for Plano, Texas. Sure. And then yeah. I want to see if you get the right answer. Okay. I'm not. I stayed inside a lot. Question you haven't Googled ten, your hometown recently? This is 10 questions. All right, let's do it. Number one, what is Plano, Texas known for? Fuck. Ah... <laughs> uh, uh, Anyone know? Anyone know? You do? You do? Wait, what? The big cult. The big cult? The big cult? Is that a movie? That's Waco. Whoa. Okay. You mean the Branch branch Davidian compound? She came in so confident, I almost believed her. I was like, God, listen, it's the cults. I'm like, I'm sure you had a cult, but not the big one. You you know what I thought you you meant? You were so confident you could create your own cult, I feel like. Jesus Christ. I thought she meant the big chill, the movies from the 1960s. (laughs) The big cults, yeah. I was like, did that take place? The big cult. I'm sure he would be glad you called it that. No, I don't know. It's known for its its, uh, long meadows and and, uh, lawns. And someone just said J.C. Penny. Yeah. Do you guys have a J.C. Penny there? I think she just likes J.C. Penny and she's yelling it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, you're wrong. We gotta keep moving. Pl- <laughs> it's a headquarters. Plano, Texas is known for great neighborhoods, strong education, <laughs> iconic and authentic Texas cuisine, and affordable living. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Who wrote that? The uh... I'm not talking about that when I lived there. This is Google. Know? You know, I'm not there in Plano being like, oh, I love the local Texas cuisine. All right, here's a yes or no. Look. Number two, is Plano Tech? This is according to Google. Is Plano, Texas safe? Yes. 100%. No. What? <laughs> Did you know this? A lot of bullies. Plano expert? Okay. Crime rate is higher than 63% of other towns in Texas. One in 52, you have a one in 52 chance of being assaulted. <laughs> I, I was the, the 62. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't. I was you never, the, never got assaulted? No. Wow. My mom? My dad? You'd be giving advice on bullying. Yeah. <laughs> I guess see. I was so uncool. I couldn't even get assaulted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have to be outside at the drive-in. Well, you first have to be noticed. Yes. Yeah. To get hit. Yes. Yes. You, a lot of people skating through life unassaulted and unnoticed. Sure. I think that's worse. Yeah. Than being hurt. <laughs> You'd rather. He's happy about getting hurt. You can see, someone knew him. You know. <laughs> Bob, Doctor Bob Kaplan. Yeah. Question number three: What is the best area to live in in Plano, Texas? West Plano. No. What? <laughs> There's three options here, too. There was it the, the other du- cardinal directions? Willow Bend. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's West Plano. Wiffle yeah. Tree. West Plano. Wiffle Tree. Or Normandy Estates. West Plano. Yeah, but you're just naming a geographic region? But that's all right, because it's all West Plano. You narrowed it down to east or west. I just realized if I say enough things, he has no idea. All he has is the page. It's all west side. So he's you like, gave, oh, I guess it, you're right. You gave yourself a 50-50 option and then just picked one it's of them. It's West Plano. We, all Will Bend is, we used to go there trick-or-treating because they would not, they would give us like the full-size candy bars. Oh. Yeah. How the fuck do you, what the, okay. She <laughs> knows. She's like, full-size candy bars. She's yeah. like, yeah. The, uh, How did you know that? She's like the big cult gave us full-size candy bars, too. That's how they get you in. And Kool-Aid, and then blankets, and then uh, Nike shoes. Sure. And then a spaceship. Oh, my God. Number four, is Plano, Texas wealthy? Uh, uh, West Plano is. Willow Bend. We're not talking about West Plano. (laughs) The full Plano. Is Plano, you're not yet. Plano's pretty wealthy. Yes, you got it right. Okay, yeah. fucking good. Richest city in the U.S., according to a new report by the Census Bureau. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, richest uh, city in the United States. Median income is very high in Plano. Take that great now. I looked it up. It's seventy nine thousand dollars. They're very, very well to do, but they also median income Plano, Texas. It's very high median income, but they're Look also at all these New York elitists in the also, <laughs> not believing that anyone can have money outside of Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I would not dare go to Plano, Texas. But somehow we have money, and then we're still hurting people a lot. Apparently, so I don't know. High assault rate. Number That's five. How you made money. I don't know. Yeah. Is Plano, Texas, a good place to live? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the best places to live, according to Google. One of the best. Look at this. They're shocked, New York City. What is Google's methodology here? Doesn't say. <laughs> Just says it's one of the best. Who wrote this? I it was a the internet. Plano. <laughs> Jesus. I'm asking you the questions. Does it? I feel snow? like she might have wrote this actual thing. Does it snow up. in Plano, Texas? No, it, it has snowed before. Yes. Yes. Did you just say not once? <laughs> He's confident. <laughs> oh, they. Said not once. <laughs> They're engaged in the quiz. It's a very high octane questions. It's shot you, seventy-nine thousand is it's pretty good for a median income, right? This this elitism in New York City. I don't know if what median means is that the that's, that's the average, the average or the middle. Per, if you that's walk mean. down the street, and you like the guy who works at McDonald's makes seventy-nine thousand dollars a year. Wow. That's exactly the that's definition of uh, that term. <laughs> the guy who works at McDonald's flipping burgers makes seventy-nine grand. Yeah, I, they do. We'll just exactly. Go with that. Now he believes me. Number seven, is it, how hot does it get in Plano, Texas? We're looking for a temperature. Hot. <laughs> Pretty hot. Hot. Uh, uh, 82 degrees Fahrenheit. No, 101. Okay. <laughs> what is in that Texas, mean? we're just like, it's fucking hot. You know? We don't, an average or just we'll do numbers like that. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. He's right. This is, I think everyone in this audience feels like this is their show. <laughs> well, also, <laughs> there's something too intimate about this. They think because this is a conversation between everybody because there's 14 people here. <laughs> this is all of a sudden everyone's that, living room. That, that's something. That's something. My real name's actually Milek, actually, by the way. Yeah. What Czech. is the closest city to Plano, Texas? Uh, closest city? This should be easy. Allen, Texas. But Wrong! Da- Dallas. Wrong! Murphy. No! Richardson! Houston. Don't say West Plano. West Plano. <laughs> Garland, Texas. Okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> we used to go there. To, uh, two blow, more, two to more. To blow fireworks. Okay, see, is Plano, Texas the safest city in America? No, no because of the assaults. No, it is! <laughs> oh, wait, According what? to Google. Wait, I thought you just said it wasn't. For the second year in a row, Forbes magazine calls it the safest this, this city in America. This test is making me like, genuinely angry a little bit. Like I'm just angry at the questions. Take it up with uh, the nerds. I don't know. <laughs> Google.com. Last question. What is the best city to live in in Texas? Plano. No, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> that Google says so. That is it. Usama Siddiqui. <laughs> Round of applause for Usama, thank you, thank everybody. You guys, thank you All right, you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to keep the show moving. We need... Um, oh, one thing I should tell you all. You're not all mic'd. So when this goes onto the internet, uh, they'll hear us and then a bunch of like, you guys ready for the next Comedian of the Night? Yes! More energy, more energy. You guys ready for the next Comedian of the Night? She is hilarious. She performs all over the place. Put your hands together for Casey Balsham. All right, so uh, I think I should announce to the entire audience that uh, one more time for Casey, everybody. One more time for Casey. Yes. And also I should say that these two, the two people I'm sitting next to are just about to join the Friars Club. Whoa, look at that. Yes, Both we're people, about to be Friars. a round of applause. Thanks You're so in much. great company here. Look at this. Yes. You're in the same club as me. <laughs> Perfect. We will lower the median age. Median, we just found out what that meant. We Producer Matt was age. correcting us back there about the word median, so. We will lower the median age of the Friars Club by 50 years, I think. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. We're really, we're really doing the it's curve. It's going to be very exciting. Casey's from Daly City, California, everybody. Yes, anybody? She's not paying attention. She's from Daly, what do you have on Daly City, you know, California? What do you know about Daly City? <laughs> what cult was started in Daly City, California? Daly City, California. Well, explain it, go for it. 
Daily City, California is in between San Francisco and South San Francisco. It's none of this bullshit stuff where people are like, I'm from San Francisco and they live in fucking Fresno. Daily City is in there. Can you tell that I'm angry about it? (laughs) (laughs) About people that are like, live in Oakland and are like, I'm from San Francisco. And I'm like, you have a different bridge, you know? Um, So uh, it's in between, yeah. And I went to school in the city and... um, yeah, it's very it's a very outdated little town, but it's fun. And the 49ers <laughs> yep. going to the Super Bowl. And the 49ers are going to the fucking Super Bowl. Fires yes, Club and Super Bowl in the same week. I know. I mean, and then is... my birthday right after, so this is going to be wild. Here's what yeah. we want to do. We I've have got an a idea. whole thing. Um, there's a segment we do on our show called Hit It or Skip It. Oh, my. And we look up, because everybody's, listen, we all travel. We all we are travel. tourists, we travel. but no one's going to the towns that we are talking about on our <laughs> podcast so in case anyone does want to go, we want you to give us advice on what to do. What we looked up is the top five things to do on oh, TripAdvisor. In Daily City. In Not Daily San Francisco. City, this is California. Daily City, right? Oh, God. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to go ahead and skip all of them. No. <laughs> then we can't do the bit. Okay. Okay. Let's do the bit. <laughs> this is comedy. Let's do the bit. We got to do the bit. Number one thing to do, and then uh, you can tell us to hit it or skip it and tell okay. us why and tell okay. us what it is. Because uh, the number one thing to do. So we all get what Daily City is, right? <laughs> A suburb. This is all confused. And it's very foggy. Put it in New York City terms. Full of fog. I mean, probably. No, 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 it's closer than Staten Island. (laughs) No, it's closer. No, Staten Island's part of New York City. Brooklyn. It's not. Yeah, it's it's like no. It's actually it's only like seven minutes outside of part. You can take the sub the Bart the version of the subway. Yeah, you can take Bart. What's the last line on the subway here? Uh. Yeah, Bay Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's closer than Bay Ridge. It's not. It's maybe it's a Coney Island. <laughs> All right, whatever. You guys get it, okay? It's very foggy there. Number one thing to do in, in Daly City, California: uh, Thornton Beach State Park. Oh, I think that's the dog park. Uh, Thornton Beach. I think they're literally Fort Funston. No, Thornton. That's not what it says. Okay. <laughs> What's that Fort Funston? Fort Funst- for- <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Fort Funston is like, it's all these little like dirt paths that you can kind of take dogs on and you walk through it and then on the other side there's a beach. Well, that should be the number one thing to do. It's like the only thing to do, really. No, according to TripAdvisor, there's the four other highway. things. Okay, Thra- Th- you said Thornton? Thornton Beach State Park. Ah, oh, hey, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> if you're a dog, <laughs> that's the number one thing to do. If you're a dog, you should go. Okay, number that's all right. That's that's good. So it's on the so you Daily City is also on the ocean, right? Yeah, I is mean it, it's it's not like right on, but like it, we're very very close. And so then, what was high school? Was it a lot of like going and getting drunk at the beach? No, because it's freezing. Yeah. It's totally freezing. It was a lot of going and getting drunk just like on the bottom of the stairs by the high school or just going into the bathroom at high school or just going down to the locker room and getting In drunk. the high school. In ah. the high school. It was a Catholic school, so like half the half of the priests were drunk anyway. So like Yes. The priests did they live there? Thing. Did the priests live there? Yeah, it was a Jesuit high school. So it was mine. I think we've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, the priests were drunk all the time. Like, and because really? in their dorms. Yeah, like full blown this our father sour, our main guy would just have like a bottle of Johnny Walker as he was teaching and we were like, This is normal. This is the year two thousand it was like ninety nine, I feel like. And they make their own rules. It's private school. It's private property. Yeah, you have to pay them for them to teach you drunk. (laughs) And there's a dorm, they live there? Yeah. Yes. They live, they live, they never leave. They live at the school. (laughs) Number two things number two thing to do, the Great Dickens Christmas Fair. Never been. All right. <laughs> Maybe my, I'm, I have some stuff to talk to Barb about. It seems like. Yeah. She, what's she Barb kept, doing? She, kept she seems me like from she my go to all these things. I know. Number three, Saramonte Shopping Center. Oh, Saramonte. Yeah. So Saramonte is our <laughs> mall. That when we were in eighth grade, they wouldn't let us walk more than two people because they thought we were a gang. So we could only walk two by two in the mall. So like we literally had our friend group. We'd have to go two by two by two, or the or the um, security guards would come and break the us. The mall up. cops. The mall cops would fucking come and break us up. We could only walk two by two. Why? Because gangs walk in threes? I guess so. I guess <laughs> gangs I guess you can't trust eighth graders when they walk in threes. You go with a buddy system. Yeah. We could only walk two, two by two at Ceremony. Was there a gang problem in Daily City? Yeah, mall? I, I guess so. Really? I guess shit was happening, yeah. I mean, like, I remember, I remember a couple <laughs> of my friends were like, burning each other with cigarettes and like you know doing kind of gang initiation stuff but I just it was just Wait. part of childhood seriously <laughs> that's a gang seriously. initiation at the Catholic school no this was I went to a public grammar school and then I went to a Catholic school that's why you went to the, the Catholic school I, I have both sides gangs. of life it's yeah. very fun yeah, yeah but no yeah apparently we were in gangs and malls so so hit it hit it so you would suggest people to go to this mall and yeah, get man, gang initiated, yeah, get jumped. There's a pretzel place, there's a C's candy, it's a good time. All right, we'll do one more. Number four thing to do, Lucky Chances Casino. Never been there either. Oh my gosh. I was, bit, the, really I was a child. True. When did you move? 
when I was 18. Where'd you go? Or 17. I went to Long Beach, California. Good choice. Yeah. I went no straight. gangs down there. <laughs> no, it was the safe. The mall down. is full of kids. It's a ten at a time. The mall, they walk four by four. They walk four. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they all yeah. join gangs. It was the walking. Okay, we're gonna we're skipping that. We're going to something okay. else. Here we do. Here we. Good thing we brought. We had two ideas. Second idea. Uh, we're doing a quiz. This is a quiz between you and Kaplan. We do this every week. Oh boy. We've been doing this for six or seven weeks now. Kaplan, I think we're doing it six weeks. Kaplan's four and two. No, it's you versus Kaplan. Who knows more about your hometown? Fuck. Okay. I'm very good at no guessing. That's so why. See if okay. you can be here's smart a pen and here's a paper. You kind of have to like half write this down. Uh, here's a pen. Okay. Very professional here. Do I have a piece I'm going to write down too so that I can't cheat. Uh, oh, maybe I lost it. Here, you need it. I'm like very nervous that I like didn't grow up there. <laughs> well, like you're going to be like, you actually are not from there, you idiot. Never mind. I think I lost the paper. Okay. I'll write it on my hand. Here. All right, write it. Do you need to uh, rip this in half? Yeah, you can or? write on the back of that. Okay. And then you're going to have to give me that paper. I want to see what the other one is. All right, first question. Wait, no, no, no. Oh, don't read that. That's the last question. <laughs> oh. Oh, I didn't read that. I just wanted to see what the fourth thing was. Marvista Stables? That I've done a couple times. <laughs> oh, we should have gotten one more. Okay. First question, Daily City. Who knows more about Daily City? Kaplan, who has never been there. When, have you heard, when did you hear of Daily City, Kaplan? Just this, on this podcast. Just today. I learn about America from this podcast. Versus I, Casey not, Balsham, who grew up there for 18 years. Who knows more about Daily City? First question, who was Daily City named after? This is multiple choice. A, John Daly. A businessman and landowner from Massachusetts. B, Stephen Daly, the first mayor of the town, formerly known as Victoryville. Don't look at mine. I already knew mine. I didn't need C, to C, Edwin... Well, that's given it... C, Edwin Daly, discover... Oh, he discovered gold. Uh, also was Carson Daly's great-great-grandfather. Interestingly enough. Katrina Daly, the first woman golfer. I mean, no chance that John. <laughs> They're on, barely God, naming shit after us now. You think they named it after a fucking golfer back in <laughs> zero, zero, first two? First woman golfer? What does that even mean? Professional Bar. or? It's just what it says. Oh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't write these quizzes. We're not that far. Yeah. Who, who'd you pick? A, B, C, or D? Kaplan. Uh, I'm going to go with B. B, Stephen Daly, the first mayor of the town, mayor of the town which was formerly known as Victorville. And, uh, it's John Daly. John Daly? Yeah. Hey, John Daly. Wow, she's up. One nothing. It was never known as Not the golfer John Daly, though? No, it's a different different John John Daly. Daly. Because I just thought of the... There was a fat guy golfer, right? John Daly? Yeah, there's a John Daly. Yeah, but he's not a businessman slash landowner from Massachusetts. I would name a town after him. He was a good town. Number two. Who is not from Daly City? John Madden, Jason Siegel, Sam Rockwell, Dave Brown, the bass player from Santana. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you meant the Giants quarterback, A, John Madden, B, Jason Siegel, Sam Rockwell, D. Dave Brown. Uh, Casey, what'd you write? John Madden, I don't think, is from there. Okay. Kaplan, what'd you write? I was actually writing John Madden as well. You're both... Wow! Plano, Texas lady. No, you're both wrong. <laughs> John, you... Oh, she knows she's Jason right. Siegel's Jason from. Siegel's not oh, from... Oh, because he's, he's from New York. Ah, uh, fuck. He's Jewish. <laughs> they must have... They have Jews he's in Daly Jewish, City. Jewish, she said. Do you know why? I couldn't think of his face for a minute, but I was like, it's definitely not Jason Siegel. But the Santana guy makes sense because Santana's from San Francisco, so, and his daughter went to my rival high school. So there are school. Jews in Daly City. That's right? what I was going to ask. No, there's no... No, there's not. No? There's, like, no Jews. No, my mom, when she first came to visit New York and saw, like, Hasidic Jews, was like, what? She had no idea. Oh. Like, she didn't know. Like, she is no... We, we grew up around mainly Filipino people. Oh, okay. We saw, like, 10 Hasidics the other day. This is not a, this is not a joke. We yeah, were, like, one of the only like, white it's people. It's a group of rabbis. Like, he thinks they're all rabbis, so this oh, is my God. a different <laughs> opinion. But, there were right. no Jews in Sacramento, either. Really? There was, like, two families. No. Excuse me? <laughs> no, you just didn't live in our town. I don't know. I didn't even know I was Jewish It also could have had to ago. do with the fact that we both went to Catholic high schools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a new Jew, too, so I'm, like, just part of it. I just found out. Thank you so much. Number three. <laughs> That's uh, a whole other fucking story. <laughs> which musician or band wrote the song Little Boxes about Daily City? And I'll read some of the lyrics. Oh, boy. Hi. Oh, have to. Be- wow, this Plano lady knows everything. <laughs> um, she didn't know that the cult, the big one. <laughs> the big cult. Was not from Plano, Texas, but she knows everything else. Yeah, uh, here's the, the lyrics to the song about Daly City and the business executives. They all play golf on the golf course and drink their martini dry. And they all have pretty children and the children go to school. 
I don't know if that's... The children go to school. And the children go to like summer specific. camp, and then they go to university, and then they all get put in boxes, and then they all come home the same, and the boys go to business, do, start a business, and marry and raise a family, and they get put in boxes, it's, and they I come prefer the song Allentown. Who wrote that song? A, Rancid. B, Woody Guthrie. C, Pete Seeger. D, Bob Dylan. Oh. Audience, you can, this is like, uh, you can weigh in. You can try to give answers. You can treat this like, what you, uh, what's that game show? Who was who B? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> who was B? Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie? A, A, Rancid, B, Woody Guthrie, C, Pete Seeger, D, Bob Dylan. That seems complicated. We got, everyone's, everyone's guessing something different. We got a Rancid person. We got a, uh, a Woody Guthrie. We got a B or C person. All right, Cap, what's your I went with Woody Guthrie. I'm going to go Guthrie. Mm. You're both wrong. It was Pete Seeger. Oh. Bob Seeger? Seeger. I mean. I had written down Seeger, but. Don't get influenced by this crowd. They're not very smart. Like, I don't even. (laughs) Yeah, Bob Seeger. Number four. Uh, There's five questions here. So what's the score? Oh, you're both. One, you have one. Cap one is zero. That's true. Number four, California State Senator. Uh, state senator, who's your, also your representative, named Scott Weiner. What is his biggest issue? <laughs> A. Climate change and plastic straw bans. That's two issues. B. LBGTQ rights and gender neutral bathrooms. C. Universal health care single payer option. Or D. Partying and bars staying up and open until 4 p.m. <laughs> 4 a.m. According to him? According to him. What's his number one issue? He's been Partying. fighting this. If it's his D, I'm going to contribute when I get home to this campaign. Casey, you pick. You go first. Um, I'm, uh, let's go. It's probably fucking straws. Everybody gives a fuck about straws. <laughs> so sick of the straws. I'm going to go straws. You're going straws? And partying. <laughs> strategic move because I had already written straws as someone. Because I just knew I needed an enemy. Do you guys want to pick differently? So All right. I'm going to go. What were the other choices? You got I'm it. sticking with straws. Climate change and plastic straws. LBGTQ Lesbian rights. Gay thing, she and gender neutral bathrooms. Universal health care. I'm going to go uh, the LBGT rights. You're both wrong. It's partying and bars Wait, staying open until 4 a.m. Wait, is there a real person? Mr. Yes. Wiener! Oh. Uh, his name is uh, State Representative Scott Wiener. I'm He's moving been back fighting home. this I'm moving since back home. 2013. He's been in office that long? Yeah, he platform? puts it on the bill every year, and every year it gets shot down by the state of California. <laughs> And then he's now gotten L.A., Sacramento, San Francisco. He's gotten like eight different districts all to go in with him, and it keeps getting shot down. But he's going to get it someday. I mean, that would be a game changer. 4 a.m. He wants all bars to stay open until 4 a.m. It's ridiculous. It's very bad for drunk driving. Everyone leaves at 2 o'clock, by the way. You need more time to... No, they were going to do it, but they were just going to raise the price of drinks for the last hour there. Because my friend that lives in San Francisco said something about that. Raise the price of drinks? The opposite of progressive slots. Yeah. Like, so where it normally closes at two, and then for, like, the last hour or whatever, they're going to raise like the Like, that would do anything? <laughs> like, people would be like, this is $7 That's just taking now. advantage of drunk Mom people who don't even know the price thing. Uh, yes. All right, last question. Uh, this is for all... Uh, well, yeah, this is... This is for a tie. This is for two points. How about we just <laughs> say oh, that? Dumb. Because we need a winner. The bonus. Last one. question. According to a May um, 29th... 2010 New York Times article... Wow, very specific. You know why it's... Uh, you know why it's always foggy in Daly City? This is like a joke they wrote. Oh, well, I know the, I know the, the, the racist version that I was told when I was younger. Well, this is according to a 2000... <laughs> I shouldn't say it. Uh, 2010, Times, so. May 29, 2010, New York Times article. Do you know why it's always foggy in Daly City? A, because of marijuana smoke from San Francisco. B, because all the Filipinos turn on their rice cookers all at the same time. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> B, I say B. Yeah, or C, because of the Santa Ana wins. It's the rice cookers. That's what I was told by all my Filipino friends. Oh, so it's not racist <laughs> if they told you that. This is from the New York Times. It's the New York Times. It's racist if the New York Times tells you that. It's not racist if Jacob Frill tells you that. Oh. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Kaplan, pick a different answer because we can't have you guys. Well, no, I guess you can't no, have I lost. the same answer. I mean, she's got, you're well, saying what you, B, right? You're going with the... Are you going to go with... I'm going with it. Uh, it's my childhood. I'll go with the Santa Ana wins then. The Santa Ana wins. The answer is B, because all the Filipinos turn on their rice cookers all at the same time. From the New York Times, everybody. All right, that is Casey Balsham. Thank you for doing it, Casey. I knew that was the answer. Oh, also, she has a great new album out called uh, Son of a Barb, right? Son of a Barb. You can get it. On iTunes, you can get it. Uh, you can also hear it uh, on SiriusXM Radio. 
Uh, all over the place. One more time for Casey Ballstrom, everybody. All right, uh, now I'm going to do something very exciting. Our next comedian coming to the stage. Um, you guys all know him. You love him. Please put your hands together for Michael Ira Kaplan. Can I, use that one? Yeah. I have to switch mics now, so this is a big adjustment. Uh, wow, look at this. Anyway, thank you all for coming. Um, I'm Mike Kaplan, if you don't know. Yes, anyway. So I'm doing stand-up. This is the second time I'm ever doing stand-up. Uh, no phones. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And I'm doing it. It's the last test. I have, uh, I'm, next week I'm going to the doctor. It's the year anniversary. I had a heart attack uh, January 27th for anyone who's going to take off from work that day or any, any you know. Um, so this is like the final, final, final test. Bless you. Um, uh, so here I am. Uh, I'm not yet a professional comedian, so please laugh. Even if it's not funny, you can admit a little chuckle. It's not that hard. Fake laugh. I do it all the time. So, you know, people tell stories. I laugh. So you just laugh. Just keep laughing because I could, I won't die tonight. I said this last time. But, like, look at me like the way you, like, view a, a, a cold day in the winter. Just because it's cold doesn't mean there's no climate change. So just because I look good, as we've discussed, doesn't mean I'm not going to drop dead from anxiety. So please keep laughing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mom. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so I, people, we talk about the heart attack. This will probably be the last time we do stand-up on the heart attack, so, you know, let's keep talking about it. So, I, um, people, the two most common questions I get are, you know, why did you have a heart attack? And, well, let's start with why I had a heart attack, because I have no answers for that, of course. There's a variety of factors, but um, it's, let's be honest, it's the kids. Like, <laughs> kids, it's... it's these kids, these kids, they're, you know, they're just like the amount of anxiety. And I don't know, I don't know. My mom had four kids. I don't, don't know how. That's, you don't have like multiple heart attacks and you have four kids. Um, but so I have these kids and I, maybe it was just, maybe it's just gotten harder, more stressful. Like, for instance, now, like, I don't remember every time I went out as a kid, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember, like, there being like, a whole conversation about, like, I, he, he's got to have water. you got to have a water bottle. Like, where's the water? Like, it's like every time we leave the house for five seconds, there's this insane anxiety of, like, is the water cold? Is it, like, God forbid, like, they don't have water for a half an hour? Like, what's going to happen to them? So I'm always just stressed out about everything. Um, you know, yesterday I took them, I, I, part of, before doing stand-up, the last test before that was to go, I took them to the 76ers, play the New Jersey, or New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets um, at Barclays Center, and I took both kids um, because it's very important to brainwash your children to like the same things you like, so they're going to be Philly sports fans through and through. Um, so we went to the game, and it was, it was, it was, it was pretty, it wasn't too stressful, except then there's that moment where, you know, you're in the middle of a row, and you've got you, you've to get up. Uh, to get them food. They're constantly, like, they just can't just, you have to keep, they have to have food in front of them at all times. Um, again, it's like the water they need to be eating. So we go and we get uh, a hot dog for Teddy and I get, they both want fries and I'm trying to get them to just split a one order of fries into two plates and it's just impossible. It's too, the person was too dense. She couldn't figure it out. So I got two orders of fries and then I go to get the ketchup and now it's the end of the third quarter, just ended, starting the fourth quarter. The ketchup thing is shut off completely. Like, it's like part of the new DUI program. So no alcohol after the end of the third quarter, no ketchup. And Ruby, my daughter, will not, yeah, she's the bully. She will not eat the fries or the ketchup. So I'm running. This guy says it might, the one on the far end might still be open. It might still be open. Not promise, but when you're a parent, you, you just have to take this chance. So you run. I'm sprinting, like, through the thing. These, I'm, like, running around the, the 200 level. I see him, the guy is like, literally I'm like watching the guy like clo wrapping it up, like the plastic's going over, the ketchup's about to go, I dive in, it's like an action movie. So I get in there, I'm like, I, I just need the ketchup, please. So I'm just like going nuts, ketchup everywhere. Uh, we get back to our seats and you know, we're about to, we, we, it, we're in the middle of the row, which is a real rookie mistake by me. When you're a kid, you gotta be on the aisle. So we're, we're, in, the, we're, we're in the middle of the row and these other people are just, I don't know if they're just trying to protest the fact that my kids are animals or what, but they're just not even doing the, the like minimum like moving your legs out like to let people through. So we're just like stuck. Teddy's not very aggressive. I'm like, just go, go, go. I'm yelling at him. The ushers sees my stress. Sees my, he's offering a whole, he's holding my food for me so we can get in. We start to get in. And then all of a sudden, we're like halfway through and I hear this sound behind me. I need to pee. And it's Ruby. I asked her so many times, you need the bathroom. Because we were just kept, the, the, with the whole ketchup lap, we passed three bathrooms. 
there's a family bathroom we pass. Randy made a point of it. She's an expert at the Buckley Center. She's like, there's a family bathroom. Make sure to use it. Uh, so then we go to the bathroom. I'm just going to take her to the men's room. It's the closest one. But then I get there, and I realize that like, I'm carrying this plate with the french fries and the ketchup and the water. They open up the water for you because like, you're going to steal it. Like They need to take the cap away. So now I can spill the water in the thing. And, and I'm trying to figure And Teddy won't go in the bathroom. And I don't really want to take the food in the bathroom. So I'm trying to figure out, how do I do this? How do I get the kids? into the seat, uh, Ruby into the bathroom, into the men's room, I gotta clean it, I gotta do all sorts of things. To, it's a sporting event men's room. Um, so I finally, I'm like having a panic attack and there's this guy standing there who's, he looks like, he's a 76ers fan, but he looks like he started tailgating for the last Eagles playoff game two weeks ago. And he's been tailgating the entire time since and then he just like jumped in the Chinatown bus and came up to New York for this game. And he just looks at me with pity and he's like, I, I can't watch them for you. I've been there. So, so then you, you don't, nobody teaches you things when you're a parent. Like there's no uh, rules of like when you're allowed to leave your kids with complete strangers who are drunk, when you're not. You know, like I leave them in the car sometimes, I run in, but I always, yeah, as long as I'm sprinting, I feel like the cop won't say anything. If you're walking, you're, you're probably going, to, you're going away. So, so I make a choice. I'm like, Teddy, sit here. I go in, I get her in, I come out. He's still there. They were talking about the Eagles Seahawks game, so that worked out. But um, so, so that's why I had the heart attack, I think. But why? Um, the other question I get a lot is what um, what kept you alive? You know, because you, know, you had I, I, people who know the heart attack story know that I. I, um, you know, I was in I was it went on for hours. I thought I had food poisoning. Um, and you know, I was, it was going on for many, many hours and I finally went to the hospital. And I think what kept me alive, and this is a tip for everyone out there who um, you know, might have a heart attack or might have to, you know, it's a real compliment if you have cancer or anything, you're a fighter, you gotta fight it off, then you've done big, big, big accomplishment. So I was sitting in the, I was sitting in the hospital and I had like this guy called Dr. Patagonia because he was like in his scrubs but he was like had this fleece on, he was ready to hit the slopes when I came in. He was so annoyed, it was like midday, beautiful day out. And he, you know, he told me, he said, well, the good news is we know it's a heart attack and there's a hospital, but the bad news is we don't, we can't treat it. We don't have the, we, we can't do the stent, which I needed. So we're going to put you in a chopper. And then he's like, oh, wait, it's snowing. We're going to, we're going to put you in an ambulance. I'm going to get there fast. In the meantime, I'm going to make you comfortable, which was, it was nice. You know, it's like, I didn't know what that meant, but what it really meant was he was going to just give me a shitload of fentanyl and just loaded me up. And I know why, why kids are get addicted to this stuff because it's, um, it makes you really good on the phone. Like I was texting, I was, it was the, if I was gonna die, I was gonna go out in a blaze of text genius because I was hilarious to everyone on the phone. Uh, I was writing, I was really, I was very proud of myself. I'm like, this is my last will and testament. But then I started jonesing and I was like, what is that feeling? And I realized it was Sunday, it was 12.45. I'm sitting there, what do I usually do? Oh, it's, it's football. I'm usually gambling on football at this moment. This is, like the, this is the thrill, this is what you live for. And I had, had Super Bowl bets, uh, but I was like, I don't think I can live a week. So what am I gonna do? So I, I got out the phone and I placed some bets on uh, some random college basketball games. I just, <laughs> Iowa State, Rutgers, Seton Hall. I, just, I spread it out, two o'clock, five o'clock, eight o'clock. So I wanted to live. I wanted to have like this like degenerate bone, like adrenaline rush that would keep me alive. So I, I did that and um, I, I, you know, and, I, and as I was sort of like dozing off when they were operating on me a couple hours later, I thought, well, you know, if I don't think I'm going to die, I think I'm going to live, but I was like, I have a really good bookie. And this is something everyone needs. Like, you know, when you, you're dating someone and they take care of you when you're throwing up or they cook you a nice meal, you just like marry that person. This is, if you find a bookie who, because I've had instances where I've made sarcastic remarks about losing money and killing myself and he always is very, he'll call you up and be like, are you okay? Is everything good? So if you find a bookie, that cares about you. So I thought this guy, this guy, I think, I want to believe, and I haven't asked him this, but I want to believe that if I would, if the worst would have happened, I think he would have forgiven the debts. I think he would have. I think it's like when you get like a 4.0 when your, your college freshman, your roommate dies. That, is that true? I don't know. Is that, I've always, yeah, don't kill your freshman, your roommate, but. So it's an urban legend. So anyway, I recovered from the heart attack, as we said. I look, you know, okay, whatever. Um, and I remember that I did a really good job for several months of just like doing nothing or I don't know, several months, six weeks of just laying around lollygagging. And I just remember it was like accomplishment. Like people would say like, don't do anything. Don't stress. Don't get up. Don't, that was, that's what you're supposed to do. But uh, I remember very, very, very well the day when I knew, oh shit, I'm like recovered a little bit. I was like sitting on the couch watching the 76ers again, common theme. 
sports are my life. And, you know, my wife, Randy, who's sitting over here, she was, she was cleaning up. And, you know, I had been t- under doctor's orders not to do anything for the longest time. But, you know, I heard her, like, the women, when they're, when they're, when they're cleaning up, can be very loud in, like, their way, where they're just, like, they're, the, the more angry they are at the mess you've made, the louder they get. It's like a pitch. And it's subtle. And there's, like, bags are f- moving. And things are just bouncing around. And, and all of a sudden, she's, you know, she's talking to herself about this mess. And I'm thinking the kids... And then I realized that the kids like weren't even home, I think, or they were like in their rooms being good. And I was like, who is she talking about? And I was like, oh, did I make a mess? I can't make a mess. I had a heart attack. Like I had this card. I have this, I, I can't be, I can't be bothered to get off the couch. And then, so um, that was, yeah, that was a big adjustment for me because I, I uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. I recommend it to everyone. You get off your feet for a while. You don't have a thing, and I still, I still miss those days. Like people pine for like they studied abroad. They pine for their, uh, you know, after uh, senior year, maybe they had a good summer of just like, or some dream job, simpler times. Those were my simpler times. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to get back to, uh, I'm trying to get back to normal life. Uh, I've been trying for a while. Um, and, um, you know, the, it, it, we, I, I saw this, um, you know, cardiac rehab doctor. That's my other doctor. And he's almost like a, he asks you questions. And he'll be like, you know, ask you about work and ask you about exercise. And, I, you know, I always lie. I always pretend I never have a drink. I'm exercising six times a week. Uh, three, uh, this guy's a real zealot. He's like 300 minutes a week is what he wants you to do. So, and then he said, gets very serious. And he's like, what about um, with your wife? I'm like, oh, she's good. He's like, well, what? Uh, How's the, how are the intimacy issues? It's like, well, there's intimacy issues? So he starts giving me this whole thing about how you need to, you know, after a heart attack, it's very normal. You need to uh, hold hands. You should try cuddling. You should try ca- gentle caressing. He's got a British accent, so it sounds, it sounds excellent when he does it. But um, I, you know, the thing is, I said to him, uh, you know, I think the issue really is, and I'm sure all men who've had a heart attack feel this way, is that women, to their credit, I think, would feel really bad if someone died in the middle of sex, I think, right, women? <laughs> like, women would not want this to happen. And I can see, because you, when, when you first get out of the hospital, everything you do, you walk up a flight of stairs, you're out of breath. So everything, you know, everything you do. So I, men, I think that one big difference between men and women, not that we'd want to kill someone, but I think, <laughs> you know, like, I had a bed once where the, the, the bed leg broke because it was a piece of shit bed, but still you feel like, oh, I accomplished something. So, so I think that, you know, not that we'd want to kill someone, but there's like a little bit of like, oh, that's interesting. So I think that's, the, that's my real, uh, so anyway, uh, on that note, <laughs> I, uh, and then, so then you start thinking, well, you know, you have to take care of yourself in some ways, but then it's like that by yourself, and, you know, my parents are here, but that, that, that is not the way you want to die. So this is, if anybody you know, you think is, you know, maybe masturbating too much, have a doctor tell them they have a heart condition. Because I think that that it will stop it right there. Because you're, nobody wants to, that's like the worst way to be found. You know, <laughs> you would need to plan a whole, you couldn't have like a porn out because that's not PC. You couldn't have, you, you couldn't have, you know, maybe if, if I ever resume that activity, which I do not do, but if I ever were to do that, I think what I would do is I would bring out the, uh, the Sports Illustrated with the, uh, they made a lot of news last year, the swimsuit issue with the, the, the young lady in the burkini. And I would just lay that out because if the worst were to happen and I were to drop dead in this moment, at least they could say, there lied a man who was very woke. <laughs> but, he, but he, alas, had a poor heart. Anyway. <laughs> I'm done talking, by the way. So <laughs> I had more to say, but I think I, I don't know. I missed the light. Was there a light? Round applause, for Michael Ira Kaplan. Stay, stay, stay. Was there a light? I missed the whole light. I, no, I sit it, down, sit right. down. I'll explain. I'll explain. I'll explain. So I have to like let everyone in on what just happened. Kaplan was supposed to do five minutes. He was just supposed to be, do five minutes. This is his second time ever in his life doing stand-up comedy. Round of applause for Kaplan one more time. And the first time without a sheet of paper, so. Move the mic <laughs> He was supposed to do five minutes of stand-up, and I was like, yeah, we'll light you at four minutes, and then you'll come off. And then the next comedian's not here yet, so oh. we were just like, let's just see how long he goes for. <laughs> I was like this, I know, because I timed this out, and I'm like, I know that first thing is of several minutes. I, I was like, how long is it? 15 minutes. Well, I had more, but I was like, I, I knew there must be. I'm like, I must Keep be missing going. the light. 
Yeah. I have questions. Um, first of all, one thing. I, I, I guess that this it's cash only tonight, we found out. And mm. if anyone has an issue with that, they say they have an ATM uh, in the basement. I, oh. <laughs> I, I have just no idea what's leave. going on. I'll just say that. Just leave. I also think it's fine if you ask to pay after. That is probably okay if, if necessary because that's... Uh, Kev, let's get should, to you. Should I? Um, I, wait, I have questions about this set and that he just did. And if anyone else, feel free. Just <laughs> please raise your hand. We can do a Q&A right now while we wait for the next comedian. It's we have stuck. Jared Freed is coming up. He's coming up from uh, the New York Comedy... I mean, uh, comedy the Cell. Comedy Cellar. He's been hosting the Comedy Cellar. He's going to be here momentarily. And then we'll bring him on stage. First question. Um, what level of bets... When you're dying... When, <laughs> when you think you're going to die and you're betting, you're gambling on sports... You can be a little more carefree. Yeah, how much money? Just let it roll. That's my question. How much money are you throwing I don't down? remember. I was trying to remember, like, exactly, but I think you can't go back to see the... But it was probably, I don't know, a few hundred bucks. I don't know. I'm probably throwing... I, mean, why not I, I, I was probably like, I, I don't... I, it's kind of like... And then you have that moment when you're, like, at 10 o'clock at night, and you're sitting in the room by yourself, and you're like, all right, I bet on... Let's check the old phone. Let's check the scores. <laughs> yeah, what is... When you're at... What was, it, what was the drug called you were on? All of them? Oh, but, oh, I was on fentanyl early, fentanyl. pre-heart attack, or pre-surgery. I mean. When you're on fentanyl, can you remember? Is it like you black? Is it like drinking? You black out, or you can remember what you did earlier? No, you're very lucid. I mean, they keep knocking these opioids, but you're pretty lucid. <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty, pretty good. You're pretty good. Yeah. So um, yeah, you remember? Uh, I. That's why. I mean, we wouldn't have a podcast if I would have forgotten everything. So, although I, I apparently had some errors on when I taught when I told back the heart attack story, I made a lot of you know I, I invented my own memories. Sure. I lost not? a lot of blood. Listen, it's your it's your heart attack. You yeah, can do what you I want. I can do what it. I want. Yeah. I'm on your side. I mean, I'm still one. on many pills. I forgot. I brought up a prop tonight. I brought up one pill in case I was. This is like I was juicing last time because I did well, but I didn't realize one of my pills lowers your heart rate. Right? So our cardiologist told me that. Oh no wonder why I did so well because you're less panicky. So I brought up a second. I took one earlier this morning, but I thought maybe tonight, in case I'm bombing on stage, you would take. A I pill would just take on another one, a bill, and a beer to stop panicking. You know, just to lower the heart rate a little more. Does it work immediately? In the, world, the, the, the way of the astro, I would do it when no one's looking, like the whole astro scandal. I would when I, no one's looking at yeah. you on stage doing stand-up comedy. I would turn around. I, it wasn't really well <laughs> thought out. I just had it here. It was like a crutch. So anyway, I think that's Jared. Yeah, that's Jared. <laughs> All right, you guys. We have one last comedian. One more time for Kaplan. And it's second time ever doing stand-up comedy. You guys, our last comedian of the night. We are very excited to have him here. He tours around the world doing comedy. Uh, you've heard him on the You Up podcast. Put your hands together for Jared Freed. Okay, cool. Thing. Jared Freed, everybody. Thank you guys. Thanks for sticking around. Doing a thing. Okay, this is... Sit down. Okay. Post-game. It's, it is it. odd for a second, and then okay. it becomes normal. <laughs> Needham, Massachusetts. That's where I'm from. Dunkin' Donuts. What do you have on that? No. Anyone been there? Nothing. No. Hey, Needham. Anyone know Needham? I'm from there. Where is Needham, well, Massachusetts? She's from uh, 15 minutes from Boston. Yeah, you from there? Oh, cool. That's the northern version of it. Yeah, that's where Jews live otherwise. <laughs> True story. She's a Jew. Yeah. So what we're going to do before we get you out of here, we have three news stories from Needham, Massachusetts. Oh, this no. This is from the local paper, which says Wicked Local yeah, on the website. Okay. The name of the paper is The Wicked Local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the website. Which yeah. is pretty good. How long has it been since you lived there, first of all? Since, like, uh, high school. I moved out. I went to Penn State afterwards, and then I came right here. We are. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Now they're waking up. Yeah. Got some Penn State people here. First news story from Needham, Massachusetts. Woman, woman sues TripAdvisor after falling off a runaway camel in Morocco. Makes sense. TripAdvisor is from Needham. It's like TripAdvisor is based in Needham in like the office park part of Needham. Yes, <laughs> and it would make sense that a woman who got in a candle camel would be like, "Who has to fucking learn a lesson?" <laughs> someone needs to. There's a lawsuit for someone. Someone's got to pay. Yeah. <laughs> so she fell off the camel because someone wrote good reviews on TripAdvisor of this. Camel? Uh, she. So she didn't. So she fell off the camel in Morocco. She didn't sue the company, but she saw. She found out about the, the camel rides on TripAdvisor. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of men. Do we have any lawyers? In <laughs> Has anyone ever done the camel thing here? Done it in no Israel. On Birthright? Did you yeah. do it? <laughs> That's, yeah, I, it's one of those things. She couldn't sue the camel people because you think you're racist. Just saying the camel people. Yeah, that sounded bad in general, but yeah. but I'm serious yeah. because when you go, you see how the people who own the camels treat the camels, and they're going. Tss, tss. 
and they're like hitting them, and you're like, you, this doesn't seem right, but then you're like, maybe it's their culture. You don't know. Well, you mean like maybe there's no money at the bottom of that? No, well? you just no because you're like I can't say stop touching the camel like that because I've never fucking seen a camel in real life. Yeah, I just remember the feeling of like I don't know if these camels are being mistreated or not because <laughs> I don't know fucking camels. <laughs> maybe they like it. It's yeah, like it's nobody's well. <laughs> suing the guy at the bullfight who's stabbing the bull because you're like I don't know if this is if I'm culturally aware or culturally insensitive <laughs> by not liking this. Well, to me, it's more like the woman with their kid, like. Then they, they like sh- they grab their arm. You like I would never tell a mom how to child like take care of their kid. I'd be like, you shouldn't touch your kid that way. And they'd be like, get the fuck out of my face, you fucking idiot. And I'd be like, okay, you're right. Um, Kaplan, what is the line with that? Well, Kaplan I walk around thinking everyone. I, that's that's why I'm not such a tough disciplinarian because I'm afraid people are going to say something. Otherwise, I would be smacking them left and right. <laughs> oh, you only don't smack them because of other people's judgment. Exactly. That's what keeps it. That's well, what keeps what, the whole what Jared's system in saying line. Is that he? The other side's not going to say anything about it. So smack if it's away. a woman, yes. I think a man, I think a man can't get away with that. You yeah. would say something to a man. No. Uh, I wouldn't no? say you anything. Would? Period. Oh, okay. And now like the there you go. People. These kids are on notice. <laughs> it's a whole new Kaplan. Uh, a whole new game now. <laughs> Next story. Uh, Harvard University has fired its head fencing coach over the sale of his home in Needham for nearly double its assessed value to a wealthy businessman whose teenage son was later admitted into Harvard. Do you, understand, uh, you follow what I'm saying? <laughs> so, all right, you know the, la- the full house lady, right? Aunt, Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky donated money to USC, and then now she's going to prison. This guy was a little more clever with it. He bought a Harvard professor's house for, for double its listed value, and then his son got into Harvard. And made the fencing team, right? I'm just guessing. Because people want to make the fencing team that badly that this is what they'll do. The lengths they'll go. I think it was more just to get into Harvard. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The fencing team this. wouldn't be my first priority. <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is like... Good or bad? <laughs> good or bad? It's, it's what... Yeah. Some, I think it's a good move. Everything's worth what someone will pay for it. So there's no way that they would get in trouble for that. Like... Yeah, well, also, I, I think that that's the way it should be. Like in the, like in the old days, meaning like as far as I know, three years ago, two years ago, the way you got into college was your dad built a building and put your name on it. And then for generations, everyone got it. I mean, this is if you're dumb and you're rich. And, I uh, bet you, you this house combo. costs less than the building. So this guy's winning. Exactly. Yeah. Need yeah. a mass. All right, so we're all giant homes. I, I think it, like, I mean, a building with your name on it, that costs a lot, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Uh, more than like the three bedroom. In Needham, Massachusetts. Yeah, I have no I, buildings with my name on it yet. What kind so. of a town is this? Is this uh, upper class, middle class? It's probably upper class, if I'm thinking about it now. So yeah. it's a good house. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good house. <laughs> it's a nice... It depends what street it's on. To get into Harvard, though. That's the school. It's worth it for Harvard. It's not like sure. Arizona State or something. It's not USC with the full house. That's what was the biggest crime in this, that whole thing, yeah. Did the school sucked anyway? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's USC. <laughs> Agreed. Thoughts on USC? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Arizona yes. State? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> That'd be even a Believe me, crime. I should have gone to Arizona State. Beautiful weather. <laughs> Last story of the week. Someone once told me that Arizona State had the best communication school in the country. Actually, that is correct. I think that that's is not true. Not true that's at all. No way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> school of Journalism and Telecommunication. But he didn't even well, go there. His <laughs> <laughs> kid wanted to get in, and his kid was an idiot, so he donated the building. Yeah, yeah that's Walter Cronkite. That's a big thing people do at their colleges now, because there's like five good schools in the country. Yeah. So then, like, so then everyone else has to like defend all the money they put into their, you know, mediocre schools. <laughs> so yeah, so they'll come up. Like I do a lot of college shows, and they'll come up to me and be like, "We have the best." Like it's always a small school at the school that's the best in the country. Can like, I tell you what ours right? was? Like, well, yeah, what was yours? University of Miami. We, we they they told everyone we had the best snorkeling program. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Famous. I'm kidding. The more mediocre like, the school, the weirder the program. This is the way they proved it. They were like, any if you meet a valedictorian, guarantee they're a marine biologist snorkeler. Yeah. Because mm. that's our only valedictorians. That's why they came here. Penn State had snorkel. golf club management. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Every school has it. They'll be like the wizarding school here. <laughs> that's what Potter was based off of. Like they all bragged you, and you're like, yeah, but you're fucking doing nothing. Like I was the snorkeling coach living in a nice house, or how's it? I, I mean, in Needham, Massachusetts, sounds like oh, the snorkeling coach. Oh, of course, that guy. Yeah, everybody was paying him to get their kid into the snorkeling yeah, yeah. program. <laughs> imagine. You kidding me? I got all anywhere. the flippers you want. <laughs> USC snorkeling program was shit. Oh, yeah. Total yeah. shit. Yeah. But it wasn't Syracuse the well, number we one. We actually have the best communications. communications. That's what we say. 
Yeah, we have SI Newhouse. That's our thing. They tell exactly. It's a shitty school, but we have this communications program. So, oh, oh we have shitty. a great philosophy program too. Yeah, I got to mention that. <laughs> great. My, my my dad was a philosophy major. <laughs> Last story of the news. So this right. is it says something about Needham, Massachusetts. Uh, this is from the front page of your guys' newspaper. Uh, Most popular dog <laughs> names in Needham, Massachusetts. Literally this week. the front page today. I'm not making this up. There are five, uh, so the number one, no, there's, well, the number one most popular. There's five dogs named Duncans. Okay. Your mom? <laughs> is your mom one the of them? Dunkin' Donuts, this all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. There's two named Rockets. Yeah, because we're the Needham Rockets. What is that? That's the high school mascot. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. There's 17 dogs named Brady. Ooh. Yep, Tommy Brady. When yeah, Brady of course. leaves the Pats. What's the goat. <laughs> and then there's one dog named Brewski. Brewski, yeah, that was everyone's like kind of. That was one of that my favorite Patriot. Who was he? Who, uh, Teddy Brewski. Linebacker. Uh, it's an old dog. And what about Aaron Hernandez? Yeah. he was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we try to veer every conversation towards Aaron Hernandez. That's what we try to do. It's a great new movie. That's about yeah. Him. That's our fun little thing that we do. Every conversation finds Looks its way. Looks hilarious. I've yeah. only seen the previews. It's it's, it's not, not if, hilarious. If you want to be a criminal, do not follow his lead. Is all I'll say. It wasn't the brightest. Uh, then there's four dogs named Fenway and another four named Mookie. Yeah, Mookie Betts. Who's that? The place for the Red Sox. Currently. Uh, yeah, currently. I, I mean, it's a, you know, we're, everyone's obsessed with all that stuff. That makes sense. That's the most Boston thing to name your dog after a sports, sports team. Yeah. yeah, like I can't believe there's not a Fenway. Oh, or, wait, and there's 31 dogs named Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> Gronk? How many Gronks are there? All right, there's uh, zero. That's it. Everybody, round of applause for Jerry. Thank you guys very much. <laughs> that is our podcast. Thank you all for coming out. Thank you. Listen to us every week on iTunes. Kaplan, what should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost! Oh, shout out to producer Matt. Thank you for producing producer the whole show. Round of applause for producer Matt. Get lost! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.